You got your mama's sunshine. You got your daddy's rain. You're like a piece of heaven in a hurricane. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. I am Josh. This is I got Pastor Tom Touchstone, Pastor Ronvietti, Vince Sierra with hey. me today. Uh, the usual crew. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, the situation over in Israel and uh, Gaza. And um, yeah, there's a lot going on. It's not just Israel and Gaza now, is it? Mm-mm. It's involving a lot of people. Iran, uh, as of two days, Saturday, they gave a warning that if Israel continues to escalate this war, they're going to get involved. Yep. What does that mean? Hez- Hezbollah up in the, the, the uh, yeah. north part of Israel on the Lebanon border, uh, they'll probably get more involved. And, and you got to remember Hezbollah is a lot more organized, a lot more trained, a lot more armed than Hamas. And if they get involved on the northern border, and if Iran would happen to get involved on the eastern border in Syria, we, we got a war that Israel's going to have a hard time winning. Yeah, right. Well, Hamas is only recently probably financially backed by Iran. Who knows? But uh, we know they are. But Hezbollah is is like their force. It's a, that's their that's their terrorist group. They've that's been equipping them for a while. Yes. Yeah, they've been caught equipping them. They've been yes. caught bringing <laughs> ships of weapons yeah. in, and and I mean on and on and, and we've, on. We've been in Israel while Hezbollah was launching yes. rockets over right. into in Lebanon. northern Israel, yeah. and, uh, and that's not a, that's not a just trippy situation. been there. But seeing the actual we've saw yeah. the bombs being dropped. Well, if Hezbollah well, gets involved, they're not only up in in Lebanon; they're in Syria too. So it would be a, a northern attack, a eastern attack, and a southern attack. Yeah. And some people believe that um, uh, Hezbollah and Iran is waiting till the Israeli soldiers get entrenched in Gaza to really start releasing and all of their evidence uh, is rockets showing, and Evidence is showing that like, Turkey might jump in. Um, right. Y- you just never know. So there's other... And then, I mean, Afghanistan, where do they lie? I mean, you got uh, Al-Qaeda running Afghanistan again. So, you know, wh- wh- who knows? Who knows right. who might jump into this? Well, you know, it's a very sad thing. As I told the people in Vegas uh, Sunday, uh, my heart bleeds for a lot of different people. I feel really, really sorry, obviously, for all the Jewish people who have lost loved ones. Mm. Oh, my gosh, all the funerals they're having. I feel really, really heartbroken for those hostages. I mean, Josh, there are some little girls that look like Olive or Romy they took. I know. And, again, these hostages uh, are, are, I hope they're still alive. They're in tunnels somewhere uh, in the Gaza Strip. But my heart also bleeds for a lot of the Palestinians. As I watched on uh, the internet, social media, and Fox News and CNN, as a lot of you have, they're telling them, leave or die. Netanyahu said, leave or die. Mm -hmm. Where do they have to go? And what are they going to have when they come back? I think there are 64 uh, UN uh, governed schools over there right now that they've taken for refugees. And I don't know, uh, I think there's 73,000 people in those schools. But where do they go? So I'm hurting for... Uh, the innocent victims in Gaza, I mean, there are probably a lot of Christian people there. There are, yeah. I'm hurting for them. I'm hurting for the hostages. And I'm hurting for the soldiers that are going to be killed. I mean, there's just a lot of hurt. Uh, war is ugly. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. It really is. And like you say, there are Christians in Gaza. I'm sure that it's not easy to be a Christian in uh, the Gaza Strip, you know, uh, but there are some. 
And uh, there are definitely families that do not espouse the values of Hamas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are people that do. And so no. it's very hard to decipher the difference. But like you said, <clears throat> Israel has no choice but to go in to eradicate Hamas. They Hamas no is choice, the real Josh. evil. No, here, think right? about it. Israel knows that there are nations around them that have already sworn that they want to wipe Israel off the map. They yeah. don't want to just defeat them in war. They no. want them gone, obliterated. Yeah. Now, Israel, after this attack, they don't have much of a choice. I don't see any choice they have. Right. But to go in and be forceful and make a statement and 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 really, really take care of Hamas. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't do this, if they stop now and just go, well, okay, let's talk about prisoners being swapped or hostages, on and on and on. This will happen every year to them until they are annihilated. Mm-hmm. It will not stop happening. So... You got to put your yourself in the shoes of the 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 Jewish nation. They're saying for you bystanders who have your opinions, that's one thing, but we are fighting for for our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we don't do this right, we will not even be on the face of the earth yeah. in the years to come. So you got to sympathize with them. And can I say something about uh, the the history of? Uh, and we, I think we said this last podcast, but the history of the land. A lot of people are uh, in America and other countries. Uh, that are um, in the streets protesting for Palestine. Um, they're saying that this used to this was Palestine's land. It was their country before, but Palestine was never really never. a country. They was a it was a territory. It was a land. Uh, but um, you know, the Romans actually named it Pan. How far do you want to go? You want to go back to the Canaanites? I mean, if you we go, go back to the Canaanites, really, really if you go uh, all the way back, yeah. it, it ends up with one man. Well, you yeah. you, you, you go <laughs> right. back to right to to Isaac. And Ishmael, right? Mm-hmm. Abraham now, is the now. Father. You got you got to you got to realize that a lot of the radical Muslims believe that the Jewish people changed the Bible, and God did not give that land to 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 the Jewish people. He gave it to the Muslims, and so and they do believe in Jesus Christ. They believe he was a prophet, not the Son of God, and they do believe that when their Mahdi comes back that Jesus will come with him, and together their Mahdi and Jesus Christ will convert everybody to the Islamic religion. So there's a lot of uh, emotions into this. There, there's the religious aspect. And then, then, then you got to think about it, too. I said it yesterday in, in Las, or, uh, Sunday in Las Vegas. There's been too much blood under the bridge for there to ever be peace. Yeah. Do you know how many people on both sides have had uncles killed by the other side? They've mm-hmm. had grandmas and grandpas killed. They've had children killed. They've had uh, their grown kids who are soldiers killed. I mean, there is a lot of emotions running right. around. There will never be peace in the Middle East, not not in Israel. There will never be because there's too much blood under the bridge. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that there's a spiritual aspect. I was thinking, um, I was listening to Shapiro's uh, podcast, and I, and I agree with a lot of things he's saying, and I empathize with, with him uh, because he's Jewish, and I, I feel terrible for anybody that um, it knows people or has family or has a, you know, um, ethnic, uh, you know, connection to this whole thing. But um, the one thing that I would see a little bit differently than him is the spiritual factor. Um, I believe that the real evil is, is Satan, you know, uh, right. the, and there's a spiritual factor behind all of this. I think there's a 
possessed factor. I think that some of these Hamas terrorists have to be possessed. I mean, yeah. they have to be full on, uh, yeah. uh, you know, being controlled by the devil himself. <clears throat> and, and, and I know that sounds extreme and it sounds wild and it sounds nuts, but there is a spiritual factor. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we talked about it before, but, uh, before the podcast about the, 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 the place that prayer takes on, and we'll talk about that later. But, um, you know, I, I think that as Christians, um, we do need to see this as a spiritual battle as well. Um, but go back to your question earlier, Josh. Yeah, you know, uh, the Jewish people, uh, God gave them the land. Uh, the Canaanites had it. And some people believe that some of the Palestinians and other people could go back to the roots with the Canaanites. Mm-hmm. And so they went in, took the land, and they're there, and then they're gone into captivity, and the Palestinians have the land, then they come back, and then the Palestinians take the land. And so right now, you got to think, the Gaza Strip is about 21 miles long, about 7 miles wide. I think it's about 140 square miles, mm-hmm. and you got over 2 million people in there. Right now, the, they, they are displaced people. Uh, and again, I feel sorry for them. Not everybody in Gaza voted for Hamas. Right. And there are probably Christians there. And there are, there are women and children that are innocent victims, as I said earlier. But what we have to, to keep in mind is that this displaced people group, nobody wants them. Mm-hmm. Um, Egypt doesn't want them. And we can understand probably why. Uh, Israel definitely doesn't want them. Uh, Jordan says, we already have too many refugees. We, we, don't, we can't take anymore. Saudi Arabia, I mean, come on, they're filthy rich. They're building a city right now they don't even need. But their excuse is, we don't want to let Israel off the hook. We don't want to let them off the hook, so we're not taking any. Uh, so where do these poor people go? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so again, my heart <clears throat> bleeds as I see the footage of, of some of the Palestinian women, older ones, 60, 70 years old, trying to carry little kids, and they're fleeing the city with a backpack. Mm -hmm. They don't have much more. Where are they going? So right now, my heart bleeds for all the innocent victims, which are on both sides. Mm -hmm. But I'm also very angry on what they did to Israel. Mm -hmm. Again, and I'll say it, these punks, I'm going to use the word punk, yes, these punks, these these Hamas terrorists who call themselves soldiers, they're nothing but but just They're a bunch cowards. of barbarous yeah. cowards yeah. who went in and killed babies, yeah. burned babies, killed and raped. I mean, it just goes the on I- and on. So our emotions are high on both sides. The idea of a soldier that is fully equipped, that has bulletproof uh, gear on and a machine gun in their hand, going and slaughtering kids yeah. at a dance at a right. dance Civilians. teenagers it's just beyond reprieve and yeah. israel didn't instigate this i think a lot of people at you're acting like that israel is doing something they shouldn't be you know they shouldn't be doing responding the way that they should respond and hamas knew exactly what they were doing they knew if they went in and they did this yes. that there would be a response from israel so it's like they knew 100 they put innocent people need to look at it from that but perspective. some people will argue with you right and they will say they've been mistreating these people in gaza for yeah, years but, so they but that's not the way to go about it what they did right but wow. hamas went in and they knew 100 that if they go in and they attack that israel would have no other choice but to go back into gaza and attack and it's like they right. the hamas people are the one the hamas group is 100% responsible not right. only for the things that happen in Israel, but they're responsible for the people that don't have shelter now, that I, are displaced, that I, are all I the things. I will also go back and remind people that maybe don't understand the, the conflict over there. Um, and we've been there. We've seen this with our own eyes. Mm-hmm. There are a good number, I think Shapiro said 20%, but there's a good number of 
Palestinians living in Israel. They're Israeli there citizens, is. and they're allowed to live in Israel. It's fine. They've chosen to live in Israel, whereas a lot of the people that live in Gaza have chosen to live in Gaza. They, they chose to live in their own land, and they're not imprisoned. They're no. just not allowed to leave and go to another country because right. their country, their their area, their, right. their land is... In, well, there's in several thousand control. There's right? several thousand Palestinians in Israel's army right now, and they're fighting with them. Yeah. And again, I, I said it in our church service, and I said it in Vegas. You must realize that uh, only thirty percent of the Muslims are Arabs. Okay, like uh, Iranian people, they are Muslims, but they're they're Persians. Right. Uh, uh, some people get this all confused, but 90% of Arabs are There are a lot of Muslims, Muslims. in the Philippines, uh, for example, uh, African countries. Well, the world right That's now is asking— a lot of them are at. Yeah. The world is asking Israel to turn the other cheek right now, and how can they do that? They can't. It's impossible. <laughs> if they do, they're annihilated. Wow. It'll just be, just be a matter of time. They'll turn, be annihilated. Turning the other cheek is a Christian thing, and they're not Christians. Right, but I'm just <laughs> saying the world is looking at them now right. and saying, you guys, you know, stop, yeah. like, stop so, what you're so, doing. So— the, the people living in the Gaza Strip had some legitimate complaints. There's a lot of ways to, to handle those complaints. Right. But what those uh, terrorists did, that, that, that's beyond comprehension. Let me say something those about, are animals. Let me say something about, uh, else about turning the other cheek, just because I don't want to make people upset. Um, it also, the context of turning the other cheek is a slap, not a, right. uh, not a brutal For sure. slaughtering, right? Yeah. Uh, I, people uh, might think that Jesus was a pacifist. I don't think he was a pacifist. Uh, I think Jesus, um, you gotta, you gotta, in, in order to really understand Jesus, you have to understand Father God, and you can't, you can't take the Father God of the Old Testament out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there was no pacifist there. God protected his people at all costs. And so you can't take that out with Jesus. You can't just take that out. I mean, God will protect his people. And if that means that people die, that means people die. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, I, you can't say that's not true. Um, however, uh, this, the context of this situation is just, is, is in my opinion, uh, rooted in a evil that is so deep that, there's a level, right? Dad, you, you, you can explain this better, farther than I can, but there's a level of depravity, of, uh, of depravity uh, that, that people will get to where they're unsavable. They can't save them anymore, mm -hmm. where the evil is so deep and so thick that they need to die. And, and so I believe about these Hamas terrorists that it, they might be at that level. They probably are at that level where they need to die. Well, there's a segment of, of, of Jewish... <laughs> I'm just listening. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, no, no. right. I, what, I, what I don't... Because what I don't... What, what's hard yeah. for me is as a Christian, it's like this, dude. Like, I've had the issue of like, if somebody, as a Christian, if somebody breaks into my home, yeah, yeah. should I put them should i shoot them with my gun that i can, that i have in my home right so i have a gun in my home yeah and the reason i have a gun in my home is to protect my family right right so if somebody breaks into my house yeah. right i'm gonna shoot them right and i'm gonna shoot to kill mm -hmm. is that wrong as a christian i don't think so because i'm protecting my family mm -hmm. right now if i'm just out willy-nilly with a gun and, and firing at people that i don't agree with right obviously that'd be wrong right or people that that um that are even committing a crime like stealing something right mm -hmm. i think that'd be completely well, there's wrong. debates on this topic is it wrong or right well whether it was wrong or right uh we would probably do what you suggest you well, would do but listen would you have to ask for forgiveness 
I don't know. Would you have to? Would, would you be in a place yeah. to say, God, I did this, and even though it, it, it might be wrong, it might not be, I want to ask you to forgive me if I sin by killing these people. Right. I mean, that's a debate that's went on for generations yeah, right there. It, it is a big debate. And, but in this situation, I'm falling in. I'm falling. We would do it. We'd all do it. I'm falling in place of you have to do what you have to do to protect the yeah. innocent. Right. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. I think there is that. I think right now, you know, like I said, Hamas is 100% to blame for the, the, the innocent death that is happening in Gaza. It's not Israelis, the Israelis. Uh, government's fault for the stuff that's happening there. It's a byproduct of that. Do I think that um, Jesus um, is expecting death? No, I obviously, I think God wanted all of us to have everlasting life. And so I 100% let me give a caveat on what I was saying a second ago. Okay. Now, if somebody's a a Hamas terrorist and they come in and they lay their arms down, then they don't deserve, you know, I I wouldn't say that they should be shot dead. Right. Um, And so there is a point where if they can uh, turn, yes, yes, arrested, yes, uh, prosecuted, all those things. But um, I'm not talking about slaughter. I'm talking about if somebody's trying to kill the innocent or the people that are protecting the innocent, then... Well, these are jihadists, right? Which believe that if they they die in the, you know, then they would, you know, it's it's, it's a whole thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, am I... I I, I think the only thing I just want to clear up is that you said um, that, you know, that God is like, you know, people are going to die and that's okay. And, And I... and. And I don't, no, I don't. I don't think it's okay. I don't think right. God, it's a God's will, but it, right. God did. It's allow going to happen. To it's happen. going to happen, right? Over and over but in the, the Old but Testament. But it isn't. It isn't the will of God that right. these people are dying. That's all I want to make clear that it isn't God's will. It that, is not. But, right. But they made it in sin. the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. And you can anybody can open up the book. Yep. You can see that God not only allows it, He calls for people. Right. But I think that comes down to sin that to is infracted in people's lives because it's the wages of sin. The, you know, for right. the wages of sin is death. And so the sin that they've allowed to live in and they carry out, that is what led to death. I think it needs to be looked at under the lens of He's protecting His people. That's what I think it needs to look at because that's really what it is biblically. And that's more of the Jew. Well, the Hamas needs to be taken out. Yeah. Right. They, they, they did I think enough. we all agree there. They <laughs> did enough that they need to be obliterated. Yeah. Hamas, the organization does not need to exist after this war. Tom, you're too quiet on this one. Well, well, I, well I, I'm very opinionated on this. I've talked to my friends that are Jewish and I've talked to my friends that are Muslim and I have to come to it with a Christian point of view. Sure. That's who I am nowadays. Right. Yeah. I, I, I can sympathize on both sides. But I think it does come down to a very clear fact of right and wrong. And I think Hamas has been wrong at so many levels. And I think people that look from this from afar. So we have America, we have people protesting that are Palestinians that have never been there. They're just basically hearing what their parents have told them, their grandparents have told them. And there was persecution. But I think as you look from afar, you can take a side easily. But I think as you get closer in on this, like you zoom in with the lens, you got to go back to uh, the Saturday that the Hamas came in Mm -hmm. and they terrorized human beings. They took hostages for the sheer fact of we want to be able to cover up what we've done and we want them to protect us and they want this world conflict that's coming out right now and it was very easy because all they asked them to do was release the hostages right and and i and i hate it and if you're out there and you can try to defend this on this one statistic that hey let's talk about what's been done to us before we release the hostages that's stupid thing release those hostages yeah right the the students on these ivy league school campuses. They're stupid too. Something's wrong. But what would they be saying about this war if it was their 
children, their brothers, sisters, their mother and dad, and their grandma and grandpa was killed, yeah. would they still be saying the same thing? I mean, again, it's one thing to protest maybe for, uh, uh, you know, the sake of saying we want more rights in the Gaza Strip, but to celebrate what has been done, mm-hmm. yeah. that it's, is another I think there's level. Different, I think there's different levels of people in those protests um, that— some have Palestinian roots and they think they're just showing up for their, their people. Yeah. But supporting not, their, but cause. they're not looking at the context yeah. of the timing well, of this situation. Well, um, I, I, I don't I, think, I, mm. I, I think as you go out there, I think you can compare Hamas to the Nazis. Exactly. And the world got together and says, we're going to come against yes. fascists. We're going to come against the Nazis and rid our, get rid of them. Right. And I think if you look at Hamas, all I've, all, all I've said for both sides, if they would have just gave up the hostages, I think you would have a better foot to stand on and say, we should have peace talks. At it, least show some humanity. Yes. Take the little children, let them yes. go back to their parents. I mean, they're, they're best basically saying, what is it? I mean, I want my, I want my issues answered. I think you were so appropriate, Josh, when you said, that you know, we have some Christian principles that we're applying here now to sure. people that don't believe in those. They don't believe in forgiveness, right? They right. They, they believe and in that's the thing eye too. for an eye. And that's another thing, Tom. Is is if I it, I do believe that a Hamas militant can be saved. Yes, right. I do. But my point is, is if there's a Hamas militant who's in full jihad mode with a yeah. gun on my family, right. I'm going to kill that. Well, of course, we all right, are. We all are. That's my point. Yeah, I don't think there's any question well, about well, that. Well, well so, I think so, some people would, would question so, it. So let's play this out a little farther because we, we are applying spiritual rules. And the, spirit, the, the, the obvious that's over there is you're looking at people who want an eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. That's really, you know, that's right. And, and the only way to override that would be a spiritual nature. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if people think that people are going to turn the other cheek or whatever, they're sadly and misgiven. I, and I don't believe in an eye for an eye. Yeah. And, I and, 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 and I, I think right and wrong is being played out here completely. Right. And I believe Israel is going to go in and do what they have to do because like Pastor Ron said, they're at a point where they have to do they what have they to. have to do. Right. They gotta, they're going to protect their people. Like the world's trying to protect the Palestinians mm-hmm. from afar, and I, I have a, I have a feeling this is going to um, uh, be interesting as it plays out. But I believe that you have to respect a country's ability to go in and manage yeah, itself. Absolutely. Can you imagine somebody coming in and saying? Can you imagine Russia going, "Hey, America, let the people in this city be okay because we want to. If yeah. you do anything to people in this city, mm-hmm. we're coming after you." Tom, this is not their first rodeo. No, I mean in the '67 war, Jordan, Syria, and Egypt—a surprise attack on Israel, just like yes. this, but not not as barbarous. But let's go back to what you said, Josh. There are Christians. I said this on Sunday in Vegas, and I said it in Bakersfield. Uh, this these statistics are kind of old. They might be updated uh, a lot by now. But uh, Syria, uh, they have over six hundred thousand Christians living there. Lebanon, they say forty percent of their population is Christians. Jordan has maybe one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand Christians. Well, the majority Egypt four hundred thousand, Iraq five hundred thousand, Iran is exploding with Christians now. The majority wow. of Christians in Israel are Arab. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So that's another thing to understand. Yeah. So right now, I think as Christians, and we're going to talk about prayer at the end of this podcast and what we should be doing and kind of direct our prayers. Um, but we have to just hurt. I think God's heart hurts. Yeah. Uh, again, as I was watching footage 
of the people in Palestine leaving, trying to run for their lives and get out of there before they're killed. I, I started weeping. I started getting teary-eyed, and I, I, I asked God, I said, God, what, what's your feelings about this? And I did feel it's, it's just a guess, but I felt like God said, I'm the one crying through you. Yeah. I'm hurting for all these people, yeah. uh, innocent victims. He's not hurting for the Hamas. And what you said earlier, too, there, there is a, has been a Jewish uh, belief through the years that uh, no one can stay in hell for over, I think it's nine months or 10 mm-hmm. or whatever. And the people that are unredeemable in hell, they're annihilated with the fires of hell, mm-hmm. and they don't exist anymore. And in terms of that, these Hamas people need to be annihilated. They do not need to be, be in existence anymore. Mm-hmm. The people that were able to do this, and again— People say, well, we have no evidence that women were raped. Come on, as I said earlier, these are not Sunday school boys. Yeah. Sure, they're raping them. Sure, right. they are. Right. And sure, they're killing children. These people need to be annihilated and wiped off the face of the and, earth. And it is, they're, they're kind of like a giant gang too, right? And so there are probably people that, that young, young men who uh, uh, were not just pressured, but basically, you know, uh, forced into serving in this gang um, who might, otherwise be completely innocent civilians well, well, so there's right. a sadness there as well and i think um, i think you know you know who <clears throat> the most evil people are in this whole situation is those suckers in suits that are in other countries right now yes. yeah that are calling old, the shots these old yeah. men, they're calling the, the shot shots callers. Yeah. those guys are punks those guys yeah they, and, and we know that Iran is be. probably behind this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a lot of good people in Iran. Again, they said Christianity today are one of those. So there are hundreds of Sorry. thousands of Christians no, no, in Iran, Christian people. And there are people in the United States that are Iranian people. Mm-hmm. And they're really good people. Sure. But Iran is, is, has been tied to the Hamas, the Hezbollah. And the whole thing. And let me tell you, Russia is calling these shots too. Don't think for a moment they're not. We're not dumb. We can think logically. Mm-hmm. Right now, Russia wants this war down in Israel. Yeah. It takes everybody's minds off of Ukraine. It stops America from sending all of our weapons to Ukraine. Yeah. And by the way, we were coming back uh, from Vegas a Sunday, and I'm sure I don't know what it has to do with anything, but we saw, I'm going to take a guess, 150, two or 300 tanks on, on rail, railroad cars. Yeah going somewhere. I don't know where they're going, but I mean, just for miles and miles, all we could see was army tanks. I I saw um, Uh, an Apache helicopter. uh, It was circling my office the other day. I sent you a video of it. Circling my office. I was like, what the heck is going on? I don't know I know right now. I I think the big thing, the big takeaway is just death was never part of the plan. And I think as we keep that in our perspective, like it's so hard for us to understand. I mean, when you talk about, we have a lot of people that have gone to war in our community, um, you know, really good friends. And they've had to take lives of bad guys. Yeah. And they never even feel good about that. They never come back and say, you know how many bad guys they killed? And they don't wear that proud. They there's have no to, feeling good about there's it. There's no feeling. No. Death was never part of God's plan. And I not think as we understand that and we keep that perspective, it's like nobody wants anybody to Best die. Best case scenario, everyone drops their weapons 100%, and surrenders and 100%. says, let's live in harmony. But, but that is not our reality. Not reality. But well, I think when, yeah. we have to, but when we have to process that death, and as you know, we talk about prayer later, that'll be one of the things, but processing taking somebody else's somebody else's life innocent or not whatever the that is just the whole you know until you've gone through i've never obviously and thank god that i've never had to be in that situation yeah um but that is a game changer for the israelis and um for the innocent life all of it's all of it's bad and so i think that we have to understand um that god never wanted 
death for any of these people. Well, okay, it's just they chose. We, you know, we could be in an army that was invading another land, but we're human. Mm-hmm. If I saw little kids taken as hostages, I say, guys, come on, send the kids back. Right. This, this is not this what is we not do. Right. Yeah. You know, and again, someone has said that these uh, Hamas monsters believe that if they do these things, they'll get to heaven and have. What is it, 72 virgins or whatever? Yeah. Well, I think if we have a biblical worldview, which I think we all do, this is going to play out to the end of the, mm. you know, at the Bible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to play out this way. Israel's a player. Everybody's a player. And uh, I'm just going to go back and say right and wrong. I mean, right. if, if Israel doesn't go through and do something and get their hostages back, this is just going to keep happening. Well, Sometimes you, I mean, there's, I believe in punitive punishment. You know, Hamas is back there now. Like you said, all these guys in suits. I think they should be drug over there. Yep. Whatever country is 100%, hiding them 100%. should basically say, hey, you guys did start this, and maybe you need to I, go back there and be many, part of that. I have many words for those those uh, cowards, quote-unquote men, yeah. um, but I, I can't. <laughs> well, I can't let's, let's go to another words. point here real quickly that uh, a lot of people are not knowledgeable of. Uh, the uh, Muslim people are looking for the return of their Mahdi. Mm. And their Mahdi is the final leader in Islamic eschatology who will appear in the end times. And so uh, the Muslims believe that their Mahdi is due to come back any time, just like we're looking for our Messiah to come back, Jesus to come back. Conflict is— Conflict brings the Mahdi back. And so— Which is Marxism, by the way. Yeah, so in, in one essence, they want war. They want turmoil. Right. Because their Mahdi will come back with Jesus Christ. He's going to come with Jesus, mm-hmm. and both of them together will convert the whole world as the Islamic. Well, 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 don't we kind of think that way too, though, Pastor, that Jesus is going to come back during the time of a crisis, but yes. for a different reason. Yes. Completely different. To bring peace. Yes. To bring peace. Just, yeah. To, you know, he's going to come back and, and, and bring peace to the world. The, yeah. Their money is going to come back to bring. Now, now, now here's, here's my concern. I'm taking all of this war over there and comparing it to Scripture. I'm reading my Bible, war, mm-hmm. Bible, war. Now, in Ezekiel 38 and 39, there's going to be a last day war that's going to come before Armageddon. And a lot of people think that this war in Ezekiel 38 39 is going to come after the church is raptured. Other people think it'll come before the church is raptured. Now, as I have looked at Ezekiel 38 and 39 again, and, and knowing that Daniel, when he gave prophetic words, he said, or he didn't say, the angel told him, you know, just wrap all this up in a nice little package, and it'll be understood in the last days. But right now, you don't understand all this. And as I read Ezekiel 30, 39, I see things like uh, the Israeli army is going to be shooting the arrows of the enemy out of the sky, and, and that's, that's the Iron Dome, I think. I think it very well could be applying to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it goes on, and it looks as though... In that particular war, and let me say again, I'm not saying this war is that war, but I'm not saying also that this war won't turn into that war, or it could be the precursor to that war. I think it's, it'd be very easy for this war that, that, that they're experiencing right now to turn into, maybe two, three, four, five years down the road, into the war in Ezekiel 38, 39. Now, what concerns me when I read that chapter and read in Zechariah also it looks as though there might be nuclear weapons used in this war. Now, this frightens me because right now, as of our knowledge right now, 
we believe that Israel is the only one in that area over there that has nuclear uh, capabilities. Although I've been someone who's been saying for years, I'm not 100% positive that Iran doesn't have some kind of nuclear capabilities. Mm. Now, they're saying they don't have, the government is. They're saying they don't have, they don't have, they don't have. I'm not 100% positive. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, going back to Ezekiel 38, 39, the, the reasons that I believe this is after this war, they're going to have to have professional barriers. You cannot touch a dead body. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to put a flag by the dead body, have somebody come and bury the person. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have to burn all the military equipment. You can't even touch it. you got to burn it. It could be chemical warfare or it could be nuclear warfare. So what scares me now is if either side gets their back really against a wall where, you know, it's looking like we're, we're going to be wiped out, we're not going to exist anymore, uh, would any of them resort to nuclear weapons or think, chemical warfare? I just hope the aliens show up at that point. <sighs> <laughs> um, do you think, just because I know Israel, they're talking about going in uh, on ground and taking over the Gaza area, um, or at least part of it, to get some control in there. Um, do you think if Israel goes in and just takes full control of that Gaza area, what is stopping the other um, countries surrounding Israel to, to not think about dropping a bomb at that point? Because now Israel would have complete control not only of Gaza or the, you know, that whole area, but the rest of it. I'll really get out here on a limb. I mean, just what's next? Uh, I mean, what, what, you know, what, where yeah. is this going? We don't know. When people yeah. get desperate, they go to desperate measures. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's not the case. And maybe I'm reading that wrong in Ezekiel 38. I don't know. And is Zechariah where it says that their eyeballs fall out of their eyes while they're still standing and, and, and whatever is going on does not look like it's going to be a very pleasant thing. And then also even Revelation, it has these locusts that come up from the ground. And I'm not so sure those aren't drones as I read that again in the last days. Uh, and these, these locusts are going to have faces like men. They're going to have teeth like lions. They're going to have crowns on their heads. Uh, the noise of all these locusts in the air is going to sound like a lot of chariots going to war, it says in Revelation. And it says these locusts will have the ability to not kill people, but they will inflict pain on them for five months. And I, I put a uh, picture of one of the uh, drones that are being used in war right now on the screen for the Vegas congregation. And I began to read the description in, in Revelation 9. And I said, could they be describing this? Because it looked like it had a face of a man, looked like it had the teeth, looked like it had the crown, and the noise, of course, could very well be the noise of a lot of drones. But the point I was trying to make is that in their tail they had venom. Uh, are are these drones going to be used to drop chemical warfare? Hmm. And uh, and so again, we don't know where this war will end up. But desperate people do desperate things. So we got to really be praying and watching hmm. that uh, this doesn't escalate real quickly and turn into uh, something that we don't want it to be. I was surprised, and I don't know if you guys were, I was surprised at the support that people were giving Hamas. That surprised me. Well, it blew me away, you know. Yeah. I mean, there is no foundation uh, of sanity no, at all. For support. I mean, again, and Tom, I'll just say it. It's going to offend some people. But I think the people that are supporting and celebrate, celebrating, yeah. people that are celebrating what happened they are mentally ill people. Or defending. They need they need to be in a hospital somewhere. Well, I think there's a lot of ignorance there. Um, but uh, there are also, uh, we have to admit at this point that there are also people with terrorist capabilities in the United States right now. Mm -hmm. You know, They're here thanks to our administration. We've let them in. 
uh, more so than ever lately. But but going back to that, Josh, and uh, going back to people who are celebrating this thing, and I mean about what happened. I mean this is and crazy. How, and how it was for a total disregard of how it was done. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. total disregard for right. how it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a surprise attack, a sneak attack, mm-hmm. not against military, but against civilians. And what? there was some military targets, but that was to get control of the weapons. What I was and, really surprised about to go along with this is um, is how quickly people started protesting. Because they protested, if you notice, before, before Israelis started yeah. killing mm-hmm. people in Gaza. Mm-hmm. Before. Yeah. Right, which tells you something. I, I mean, that's the biggest. They were taking up a defensive position. That is position. the biggest difference, too. I mean, if Israel right now was in the streets and they were celebrating what was happening in Gaza, you know, I might have a different outlook on the way that they're going about it. Right. But they are not. They are mourning. They are hurting people. Yeah. And on the other side of it, the Hamas, the people that are backing the Hamas, Hezbollah, they are celebrating all the death that is happening, and that yeah. is the huge difference. And, and I, you know, I have some bit of understanding for people that are pro-Palestine, if they have relatives, if they have, uh, you know, all this stuff. But the timing, the, um, the, I feel like it's a little tone deaf, you know, it's a little bit to right. jump in right away right. And, and say that. But when people start dying, you know, it's going to bring up both sides and that's going to be a problem. Well, but- it's one thing to, 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 to uh, take a side and say, we think the Palestinians have been done wrong and we're standing with them on this and, and again, this. To celebrate the the, the killing, right. though, is just uh, right. differentiating between Hamas terrorists and Palestinian right. civilians who yes. are innocent. Yeah. Um, and to to for me to if I were to walk down the street in Gaza today, I couldn't tell you couldn't who's tell who. You know, I, I have no idea. Um, only God knows at this point. Probably, you know, it's not. It's probably very difficult to tell who has, uh, you know, a heart. Uh, and it, and isn't and don't you think that's the reason why they're not opening up the borders like Egypt and these different places at this point they haven't because it's just like they don't know who is and who isn't. Well, even that, I mean, yeah, even but even it. even beyond that, you know, I thought why couldn't they at least let the women and children right. give them give them you know uh, a place to stay, let them out of the country. But I think they're afraid that these children, if they're just two or three terrorists in their country, they can start training these children up yeah. to be terrorists. Yeah. And so everybody's really kind of afraid a, to let them it's a in. Cancer. The, yes. the, the terrorism is a cancer. And here's my question. Um, does that come from the teachings of Islam or is it a uh, misinterpretation of the teachings of Islam? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is it a hateful uh, religion? Well, I think that, I mean, that you can open up a can there, but also, you know, obviously there's a misinterpretation, right? Because there's a, we know a lot of Muslim people in our community that are super peaceful and they, you know, um, they would say, I know, I don't know the Quran very well, but I I do know, I do know the Bible. Right. And the Bible, even though there's a lot of uh, death and destruction in the Bible, our Christianity does not teach but us. But the hate. Bible was used it in the Crusades to very much be it a was. Hate. So, it was used. So right. I'm just Kill saying, the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Kill so, the enemy. So 100, yeah. somebody can take an interpretation of something and right. use it for bad. And so I'm with you know. Josh. I know a lot of Muslim people, and they're good people. Right. They're good people, and they they're, they're not on the side of this at all as right. far as celebrating right. it. Whatever. Death is ugly. However, it happens, especially so, when it happens in this manner. So, right. with understanding that, or, or kind of seeing that there are Muslims that do not believe this way, um, what is it? 
what kind of mentality is there that's feeding this this terrorism you know and and is there a way to change that i don't know I well mean, i think it, it goes down deep? i think it goes down to even just i mean there's a deep obviously um uh, uh, ideology that's been that gets brought up through all of that and that's yeah. some maybe some that we can't even understand right um, we have like different beliefs in our country and I, the way that we're raised in, in, right. in, in, in the States and from state to state, people have different ideologies here. It's very vast. Yeah. Um, but I do think, um, and that thing, it also comes down to, uh, you know, the theory, the Maslow's theory of like, like they feel like they've been oppressed. They feel like they have not, they don't have a plate, they're displaced people. Um, and so their backs, they feel like their backs are against the wall. And so they use these radical, like you said, lot, Marxist, so, right. whatever, violence to get their way. We've been um, told that a lot of uh, terrorists were actually, um, uh, a lot of the leaders in terror, in these terrorist organizations were educated in the United States. and uh, That's crazy. And they have learned the Marxism, uh, you right. know, which, which is conflict theory, which is uh, based in uh, conflict produces results. They say the main guy yeah. that's leading this whole thing, they think he's leading it, uh, he was uh, in prison in Israel, and they swapped him in a prisoner release, mm. a trade. And they, they swapped him out. For one Israeli soldier. For one soldier, yeah. yes. Yeah, they, what was it, a thousand of them? Yes. And he was just one of them. Mm. And, you know, going back, and we don't want to get off on this too much politically, but how do we know they have not touched that $6 billion that was given to them? That's a whole other thing. We're supposed, we to, take their word. We're supposed to take, their, take word their word for, for it. it. <laughs> and I think in America, there's not a lot of people taking your word for just the way it is nowadays, right? Yeah. You know, that's what I always tell the people that are saying, hey, we want proof of babies with their heads chopped off or women that are raped. It's like, what is it? Circumstantial yes. evidence is proven yeah. in court. I mean, right. You know, right. You know, oh, who's going to show, who's going to show a picture? I had a conversation with a person the other day. I'm a chaplain. I've been a chaplain for the city fire department for 30 years. And I've went out on scenes and no one takes pictures of people that are dead and want to show them again, right. you know, because it's traumatizing to the first responders, let alone just somebody's around me still can say, Hey, take a picture of that. Yeah. So I mean, you're not going to see a lot of pictures that were there unless somebody was doing it for a crime scene. So, so just to say, Hey, do anybody have it? I mean, who would rightfully take a picture of that? And just the one we keep seeing point. over and over again, the guy dragging the lady girl around by her hair. Yeah. Not being nice with her, yeah. but let's go back. Can Israel can Israel possibly lose this war? Well, I'm going to go back to the Bible and say no. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going right back to the Bible and say no, because Pastor, this one thing you brought out over and over again, and you've done it such eloquently, is when you show that God has always been there to rescue mm-hmm. the Jews. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and call it whatever you want. I mean, let's just say it. They're the only country that's only. The, There's uh, no way they're going to lose the war. And because we know if this doesn't turn into the war in Ezekiel 30, 39, then that war is still to come. And when that war comes, they're, 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 they're peacefully in their land. You know, it, it's funny. Um, I read an article uh, the other day about Revel- the book of Revelation. And uh, it was from uh, uh, a, a mainstream media. Um, outlet and the the author was was saying why does this why does the bible in this way and then he explained how uh revelation ends with this total destruction of the earth right what he forgot to mention was that's not how revelation ends right right it it doesn't end it doesn't end in total destruction right right it actually ends in 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 total restruction Uh a reconstruction right right? a new heaven and earth it ends a new heaven and earth um where there's no death there's no right uh, one of the one of the biggest distinctions right one of the biggest distinctions and I, i did a sermon on this a long time ago 
But in uh, the book of Genesis, there's the there's two trees, right? There's the uh, the tree of of uh, of life, and then there's a the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. At the very end, there's only the tree of life. That's right. it, just life, just just goodness, right? And um, and so I don't know. I just thought it was interesting how uh, the 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 picture is being painted, where um, and, and it's going to be painted where Christians are also very extremist in their beliefs, and we be- we want destruction to happen and all these things, which just isn't true at all, right? You know? But it's gonna we're gonna be painted that way. Well, you know, I I, I think yeah, I, I think everybody has to pick a side, and my side mm-hmm. is on my faith system, which is. Christianity and Christ and good. It, yes, I mean, right, right. It, it, that, that, I'm going to pick that side. So if somebody's out there, if you're on a, you're a Jewish persuasion, you're going to pick that side. Right. If you're a Muslim persuasion, you're going to pick that side. But I can sit here and continually look people in the face, and I've had to do it many a times, and say, I believe in my faith system. From our perspective, Tom, what is the ideal uh, ending for all of this? Well, I, I think the ideal ending at one point is people to live in peace. Yeah. But am I am, am I eternal optimist? Yes, I am. Right. Do I believe in a book that's got optimism all over it? I right. do. Right. But I'm a realist also. Right. I have a, I have a feeling it's going to get very ugly. It's going to get ugly first. Because yeah. people are going to pick sides. But I still am not going to give up on my faith system because I know too much. I've seen our God at work. I've seen how he's worked in my life. Mm-hmm. I've seen how he's worked in other people's lives. Yeah. And and I will stand on it 100%. Look people in the eyes and say, my faith system worked for me. I hope yours works for you. Yeah, for sure. And so just to bring it all, all the way back around, um, I really do believe that um, as Christians, our biggest... Uh, tool, our biggest weapon, so to speak, is 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 prayer. Yeah. Um, against a spiritual force that is uh, oppressing, that is uh, f- that is uh, possessing, that is uh, influencing all this evil. Okay, Josh. I told the people in Las Vegas. I said we're soldiers in God's army, and now it's time for us to start fighting. Now, there are a lot of Christians uh, that I've heard from lately say, oh, I don't want to hear that stuff in the news. Don't put the news on. I don't want to hear it. I don't yeah. want to see it. I don't want to know about common. it. Very you know, we're living in our comfy zone, cushy zone, and we don't want to hear anything that would upset our world as it is now. But that's wrong because if we don't care enough and hear what's going on, yes. we're not going to go to prayer like we should, and we're not going to start giving, which we want to start giving to uh, whoever we give to that will help the people in Israel well, and, and to the Palestinians. Anybody on earth right now is a fool to believe that the situation over there isn't going to affect them personally. Well, it could happen here. I hope not. But let's go back to prayer. I asked the people, I said, do you believe in prayer? And I believe really a lot that prayer is one of the more powerful things on the earth in the spiritual realm, especially when it's used correctly. Um you know, I can pray, and when I pray, the Spirit of God goes out and starts moving in those those uh, uh, situations where I'm praying at. Uh, for example, I, I told two people in the Vegas church as a point of an illustration Sunday. I said, if you two people uh, weren't walking with God, and you 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 were you were people that were not born again, and I started praying for your salvation, and I prayed for you four or five times a day and prayed fervently, I guarantee you, you would feel the results of my prayer. I mean, it, it, prayer is powerful. So let's go back, and I'm going to name about eight or nine things that we should be praying right now. Number one, we should be praying that the hostages hear the gospel message. And 
uh, as we pray, we need to believe that God will answer these prayers because he, his will is to have everybody saved. Uh, God could actually send an angel with a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, that angel could, uh, could appear in an angel form or could appear just as another person because the Bible says that some of us have entertained angels not been aware of it. Or some of the people that are in captivity over there could uh, all of a sudden have a desire to start sharing the gospel with others. So we need to pray, pray that they will uh, hear the gospel message. And number two, we need to pray for the fleeing Palestinians that they have somewhere to go, the innocent victims, yep. the ones that are innocent. We need to start praying that God would work on the heart of the Egyptian leaders and, and maybe even uh, some of the other countries Jordan. nearby that would say, hey, yep. we can take a few more. Yep. So we need to pray for these innocent victims mm-hmm. in Palestine mm-hmm. that are fleeing the country. These little kids and children are precious to God. Yeah. I'll name more, but do you want to pick up here? I mean, I got a lot of things I, I, we should I, be praying. I've been praying about. for comfort for the people that have been affected, that have lost loved ones on both sides, the Palestinian side or, or the Mahas, uh, um, you know, um, uh, Hamas side and comforting the people on the mm-hmm. Jewish or the Israeli side because God does bring comfort. Yes, says he sir. comforts us yes. in all of our afflictions. So it's almost like that you, you could see, you know, we all saw how COVID spread. But if you start praying for comfort and you get comforted, you're supposed to be able to share that comfort with others. Yes. And uh, how much that needs to be done over there. Should we pray for the guards? Yeah. I mean, yep. some of these guards that, that they would have a supernatural visitation of human rights, that all of a sudden they would have a compassion for these little kids and for the others, and, and, and we could pray that. We need to be praying that. I, I don't want to drop a bomb on this, but Matthew 5.44 says, pray for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And I think that's one of the things that we sometimes miss. And I don't think it has to do with, like, make sure they're all good, but I think it has to do with giving us more empathy and understanding where people are coming from. And I think as we dedicate ourselves, um, have you ever prayed for somebody that you're just not good with? And the more that you pray for them, the more that yeah. you actually have an understanding of where they're sure. coming from. I'm not saying that they're going to understand where Hamas is coming from, um, but it can change their lives and it may change um, their well, lives there. But it, so, yeah, praying we for we can't be that Hamas would change hearts to everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, what if there were even some, some uh, young terrorists in the yeah. group of the Hamas and they're going, I haven't really killed anybody yet and I don't like what I'm seeing. Right. You know, right. and hopefully there are some of those. That I mean, might be the case, yeah. That is uh, so like a transform your mind thing to think, pray for Hamas, like what the, like, but that's like. pray for the organization. Right, but no, some, I know, maybe but some of the, some of the people, uh, I know, but that's yeah. just it's like so transforming. Let's say you like have an thing. 18-year-old soldier yeah. in Hamas. He hasn't killed anybody yet, and he's, he's there waiting to go to the front lines or whatever, and he goes, man, I, I don't like this. This, right. is, this right. is not the way I was raised, and, and you know. That is a hope. That's that a possibility. Uh, yeah. Because in the end, it's an ideology, isn't it? Yeah. They have a they they have a more militant ideology than the Muslim world in general. And praying for a collapse of that ideology. Yes, the ideology mm-hmm. is is well. You know, really good when thing. I was raised, I was raised with a bunch of rougher kids, and sometimes I see them doing and saying some things that were really out there. Mm-hmm. And because I was raised differently, although I was in the group with them, I was going. I don't think this is right. Yeah. I don't think I should yeah. be doing this, you know. But let's pray also for the wisdom of the leaders of Israel. Yeah. That they will know where these tunnels are at and that they'll know what they should do. Uh, let's pray for the young soldiers that are on the front lines right now. They're just hours away. By the time, you know, a lot of you get this podcast, they might have already done a ground invasion in Israel 
And let's pray. These are some 18, 19, 20-year-old girls and boys. Yeah. Let's pray for their safety. The worst mm-hmm. images uh, that I've seen are the images of fear on these young children. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a soldier that I saw on uh, social media the other day who was begging the Hamas. He said, please take me and let a child go. Mm. Take me and let a woman go, please. Wow. I, I, I volunteer. Yeah. Um, and you'd think that'd be a better target for them, or better, you know, for them to have. Yeah, well, Terrible. you know what? And we need to pray for the, the American Christians who are apathetic, mm. that want to put their fingers in their ears and say, I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to hear about this. This will ruin my little comfy, cushy world that I have going right, right now. Because we need to start giving if we have to give financially. Right. We need to start giving to the cause. Uh, we need to be uh, praying. I mean, uh, your mother than I, your mother and I, we go to bed every night. We hold hands. We get up every morning. We pray for all these different things, believing our prayers will have an effect. I so love, we have a responsibility. I love what you put on social media a couple uh, days ago last week. You you know you said take your uh, the cell phone away from kids so that they don't see the violence and things that are happening over there. But I also, you know, one of the things that we can be praying for is that God shields the hearts and minds and just eyes of the kids that are living through that stuff that's going over there. I think that's huge because some of that stuff can have a long lasting effect and can affect their ideology and the way that they live over there. So, you know, on both sides. Yeah, our kids are too young to be seeing these images. Uh, But what we have to realize, too, that this was prophesied that this stuff has to happen Mm. before the Lord comes back. And so it's all written in the Bible that that this kind of stuff was going to happen. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. And, and let me and just put it. Let me put a uh, a note on that. We don't want this to happen. We don't no. want it to happen. We but, just know it has to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, people in the media would say, "Oh, if it's prophesied, they want this to happen." Not no, at all. We do not. We do not want any of this to happen. It's not ideal. We just know that it was written that it would happen, and and uh, we're just hoping that somehow. God will intervene, which he will intervene. In Ezekiel 38, 39, he's going to intervene in that war. Right. And uh, maybe we can, uh, if we continue with this broadcast, I'd like to read some of the passages in Ezekiel 38, 39. But we are, we are hurting with all of the innocent victims that are dying right yeah. now. And not only dying, they're going through a lot of grief and yeah. burying their kids and burying their relatives. Yeah. And so we don't want it to happen. We just know, unfortunately, that there was going to be some very bad times before the Lord comes back. It's in the book. It's it's going to happen. Yes. So I don't know how to end this on a good note because there's not a lot of good about this. Our uh, war is ugly, mm. and we hate war. I think I think you just you just ended it correctly because um, we we can't turn a blind eye. Yeah. We, right. we can't not pay attention. That's good. Um, we also don't want to get consumed in hate and no. get consumed in. And that's um, easy to do. Easy to do. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to be angry. Um, and I think that there is a point where you can be angry, but then there's a point where you can be angry yeah. uh, to the point of sinning. And, and so, let me say something to our to our listeners too, and the people who are viewing this podcast. Although we we don't want to put our fingers in our ears and say I don't want to hear any of this because it ruins my world that I'm living in right now. Equally, there's a time to turn off the news. Yeah. There's a time to say, hey, too much is too much. Yeah. I don't need to have this this Fox News and CNN blaring in my living room 24-7. No. Uh, I need to pray and, and realize uh, what the needs are over there and what the burdens are, yeah. but I don't need to be over-consumed and, and with just all war talk. Also, taking your kids cell phones away but then leaving the news on all day long yeah. is going to be just as impactful. <laughs> right so, damaging yeah it really is but uh, so we need to be praying yeah 
We need to be uh, giving in whatever way we can mm-hmm. and try to help all of the innocent people that are yeah. being hurt right now. And, and you know, if you see, uh, you know, people protesting and they're protesting on a side that you disagree with, say a prayer for them, you know, in, yeah. in, in our... I think, I think you go slap their face, and then you pray for them. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are all emotional. And again, yeah. I will never be good with anybody who celebrates these kind no, of murderous no way. No. actions. Well, at the very least, it's blind. At the very most, it's extremely hateful. So, Hey, we love you guys, and we're going to... Uh, maybe continue this conversation. It just depends on how the war goes and what's happening. So Hopefully we can move on from it. Hopefully it ends, you know, but yeah. I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Yeah. Pray, 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 yeah. please pray. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys. Yeah, love Bye. you. Bye. Daddy.